As promised, we are joined right now by a CBS Sports senior NFL writer. He is host of the Pick 6 podcast, good friend of the program too. He is Will Brinson. Will, what's going on? How you doing, brother? Jim, what's going on, man? Hope everything's well with you. Everything is great here. Hey, well, everything except my betting. Hey, well, let me ask you something. So <laughs> going into last night's game, I said to myself, I've got a new rule. Because with if you're going to get down, you have to have boundaries. You have to have a process. You have to have rules. I promised myself I would never, ever lay double-digit points in an NFL game ever again. And then the rule lasted five minutes, and I laid the points <laughs> with the Dolphins, and it came back to bite me in the ass. Where do you come out on that? Is that number just too big generally, double digits, in the NFL to you? How do you play that? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the issues is when you think about the NFL and, like, I mean, last night's example, I mean, a very unusual one, right? Because the Dolphins are up 27-13 with four and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. But, like, that is sort of a microcosm, I think, or, like, it's, it's a it's – a, it's sort of an aberrational example of what can happen so easily in the NFL, and it's why like Scott Hansen gets on red zone and calls it the witching hour. You know, you can be leading your picks pool with like nine correct picks, and you know, an hour later, everybody comes through the back door, everything flips, and you end up in a situation where you, you're not winning any, you're not winning anything, right? Or you you've got a bunch of bets that it looks like you're going to win, and all of a sudden, because of the way that the NFL works. And it's part of it, there's a, there's a couple of factors here, but you know one of the things is that the NFL has created this league and designed this league with the the rules in mind where teams keep games close. They brag about it every week in their press releases about how many close games there are, how many fourth quarter, you know, uh, how many one score games in the fourth quarter, one score games at the end of the game. Um, so they want close games. They don't want blowouts. Blowouts are bad for ratings. You also have a situation where we, even with like coaches like Mike McDaniel, right? You saw where the you know, Will Levis hits DeAndre Hopkins with like 240 left. I, I believe the Titans had all their timeouts. And then I think Mike McDaniel, tried, you know, however it played out, it, it was you just have a lot of coaches who are going to be trust their defense, right? Be conservative, maybe try a pass. If it's incomplete, all of a sudden you stop the clock and they want to burn timeouts. And it's just you can move up and down the field so quickly late in games. And if you're in a blowout and you're a 14-point favorite and you're down, let's say, 17 points and the, and the favorite's covering – you know, that defense probably has some backups in there, and they're going against a backup quarterback on the other side who's just out there YOLO-balling it. So I, I think there's just so many difficult factors in laying those points. But, man, I mean, Tennessee, you know, they're rolling out Will Levis, and you don't think Derrick Henry rushed for 34 yards on two yards to carry. If you, you, know, you tell me that, and I'm thinking the Dolphins cover 14 easily. Not only that, Will, but they muffle punt. And yep. Derrick Henry can't handle a toss. I mean, they did everything they could to give them that game, and they didn't want it. And it was a game that they really did need. What about the other side of that? Will Brinson joining us. The Giants and Tommy DeVito shocked the Packers last night, although I guess in the NFL there is no such thing as a shock anymore. But what about DeVito, man? How much fun is this guy and the entire spectacle surrounding him? It, 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 it's awesome. I mean, Tommy, like, there's like, there's – Dudes going to sandwich shops in in the tri-state area, and they're getting like they get they're taking the like the giant helmets and the giant jersey in there. I saw Jordan Renan of, of ESPN. They got a video of this guy. He's like, "What, what did you have right there?" He's like, "I had him signing Tommy Cutlets," and his agents in the stands dressed like Al Capone or something. You know, everybody's doing the whatever. They, I don't even know what the hand sign is technically called, but you know, like it was like the Sopranos. 
you know, we got some chicken parm hands. I mean, he did the ranking of the, I don't know the blind rankings of the food, but he's like, oh, he's like, Mar- so like the, the guy he's eating with, um, he's like, oh, Marsala, that's like a vegetable. I mean, it's, the whole thing is so stereotypical and so perfect and so enjoyable. And until Zach Wilson played well on Sunday for the Jets, I, I think it was maybe Bill Barnwell pointed this out, but just a hilarious juxtaposition of, these two New York teams in total chaos, not winning a bunch of games, but at least the Giants are having fun with Tommy DeVito. And, you know, the, and, and now, I mean, obviously, the Giants at 5-8 and eight are actually you know, <laughs> kind of hanging around in the mix. I, the, the whole thing is, is just delightful. And it's one of those things that's I mean, shocking. He had 10 carries for 71 yards, too, last night. Only threw for a buck 58, but completed a bunch of his passes and, and played well enough. You know, DeVito is, um, was like considered the worst passer in football coming into the season or out of the preseason, and now he's you know, suddenly just winning games for the Giants. It's, it's not sustainable, but it certainly is going to take any heat off of Brian Dable and, um, and Joe Shane in terms of you know, why they, they're not getting back to the playoffs and might make, it'll, it'll make getting rid of Daniel Jones easier. Mm, Will Brinson is joining us, no doubt. That gives them some breathing room. What about Philadelphia, Will? They were 10-3 and now. And, you know, that, that's not the end of the world, right? But it's deceiving in the sense that they got hammered by the Niners and the Cowboys. Hard to argue that they're in either of their classes after those beatdowns. Is this who they really are, or are they that 10-1 team who we thought were still the kings of the NFC? I, I mean, I think the word, uh, you know, our buddy Pete Prisco used is, uh, is wobbly. And I think that's a good word to describe this Eagles team, Jim. You know, they, they, were, they were down 17-7. to to the Chiefs at halftime, and the Chiefs didn't score uh, in the second half. They were probably should have lost to the Bills, too. You know, this is a team that easily could have lost its last four games coming out of the bye. Only give up 17 to the Chiefs, but you give up 34 to the Bills. You get drubbed and give up 42 to the Niners, and you get drubbed and give up 33 to the Cowboys. They're gonna they're gonna win the division. They've got the Seahawks that probably I don't know, they got Tommy DeVito twice on the schedule left. Um they got the Seahawks, the Giants twice and the Cardinals, uh with the Cardinals at home, Seahawks on the road. You know, you'd think that this team goes three and one regardless and ends up winning the division, but the defense isn't playing well. And, you know, early in the season when Jalen Hurts was struggling, it was just something didn't seem right. And now it's pretty obvious, I think, that he, you know, I mean, he, he is at least banged up because you see the way that he deals with contact. He, you know, he's taking slides early on these outruns, on the, these runs to the outside instead of trying to, you know, keep going and force his way downfield. He's avoiding contact as best he can because he wants to save himself for the playoffs. It, it does feel like as good as this team is, and they're really good. They're deep across the, both lines. They have tons of talent across the board. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith are just a sick combination. Yeah, they could easily be a, a lot closer to a team that's maybe I don't know, like like seven, seven and six, or like eight and eight and five. They, they, yeah, they got lucky; they found ways to win. But if this defense is giving up points like this, the player they're, they're just not a team that's going to make another Super Bowl run. No, they're not the same. You know, it's funny, Will, that you mentioned that Pete Prisco used the word wobbly to describe them. I would ask you the question, is Pete wobbly right now, and are you going to run him down with your seasonal picks? Dude, I'll tell you, Pete's wobbly because he's, he's, um, he's on that Ozempic, and he's like, he's like, weighs like 45 pounds now. I, don't know if he, I, hadn't, I hadn't seen him in person forever. Next time you see him, you're going to be like, what the hell is going on here, Pete? I, you know, rumors persist that he's on a celebrity diet. 
Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't confirm or deny, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I, you know, in a, in a perfect world, I'd love to walk Pete down. I always like to, I mean, best case scenario, I win in the picture. He went 10, four and one this past week. And, uh, he's, he's still got like a six game lead on me. I think he might actually be, he's, he's been a little warm lately, which is concerning. Um, so yeah, I hopefully walk him down, but I, I need, I need a couple of hot weeks. I had a mid season lull in both fantasy and, and, and the gambling and the betting. And it, it's, I got to turn things around. I mean, I started to turn it around now, but need, need a strong finish here. You know how it goes. Hey, well, one last thought. Justin Herbert reportedly getting surgery on that fractured index finger. He's going to miss the rest of the season. What do you think, or how do you think that's going to impact Brandon Staley's future with the team? Well, I was worried that they would not shut him down because Brandon Staley wants to try to keep his job. I mean, I don't see how the the Chargers, unless it's just a strictly we're cheap scenario, which is entirely possible, I don't see how they can justify bringing Brandon Staley back. You know, you, you watch that game, and to me it's like very telling to see them get blown out by a Broncos team. And we all know Sean Payton wanted that Chargers job. He wanted to coach Justin Herbert. You know, Tom Telesco didn't want to – you know, move. He didn't want to make the move to Sean Payton because then he'd be in a power struggle. Uh, obviously, Brandon Staley wanted to keep his job. Ownership there is, is very frugal and didn't want to you know cough up the dough for Payton. And so then you see Denver now at seven and six, making a playoff run, like putting the putting the nail in the coffin for the Chargers season. If that doesn't speak to you as like an owner of the Chargers, if you're the Spanish family, about wh- why you have to make a change, I don't know what possibly could. This team is way too talented to be five and eight. They, you know, bad decisions, bad, really bad defense, um, poor, poor, poor analytical moves, like all the things that Brandon Staley is supposed to be good at, this team isn't good at. And, and the offense has been lethargic too. Now, injuries have hurt them there, but th- there's really no excuse for how bad this team is. And if they don't make a move in terms of going from Staley to somebody else, I think it would be shocking at this point. I agree with you. Given the talent they have, there's no reason for them to be 5-8. and eight. He is a CBS Sports senior NFL writer. He is host of the Pick 6 podcast. He is Will Brinson. Will, great to have you on, man. Appreciate you so much, hey. Will. Great job. Anytime, Jim. Thanks, man. Talk you you got it. Be good. Will Brinson, always fun. One of my favorite dudes. He's fun. He's fun. He's smart. He's got the stuff. He gets it.